My name is Dusty Warner. Uh, I'm a retired National Park Service Ranger. And my name is Ann Warner and I still work as a seasonal at Acadia National Park. And this is Lou Ann Jones of the Park History Program in Washington, D.C. In this installment of Centennial Voices, we'll hear how Ann and Dusty began midlife careers with the National Park Service. They also represent a crucial part of the workforce, seasonal park rangers who provide important services during the busiest times of the year. Lily Titchenen, a former NPS intern, interviewed the Warners in 2014 for the Association of National Park Rangers Oral History Project. Dusty's interest in the National Park Service started when he was a boy, but he had to wait decades to wear the gray and the green. When I was fairly young, I knew I wanted to be a park ranger. But of course, Vietnam got in the way, so. But I, I never lost sight of it. I served multiple tours in Vietnam, but I would always kind of say, well, um, this might benefit me. Dusty spent 20 years in the Marine Corps and learned leadership skills that were proven valuable. He later served as a wildland firefighter in the national parks. And it, basically the leadership roles, whether it happened to be in wildland fire or whether it happened to be uh, in the Marine Corps, were very, very similar. Um, especially if things were getting a little tight um, and being able to make those decisions and say, okay guys, we need to leave now. My colleague Lily asked Ann about how her upbringing in Bogalusa, Louisiana led to a career in the National Park Service and if she ever visited national parks. No, we never went to national parks. You know, we went to Michigan, that was our vacation. Mm -hmm. We hardly ever went anywhere but there. Michigan was it, so never visited a national park. I mean, I, I've always been active and I've always loved the natural world. I mean, that's why I loved Michigan so much, right, because it right. wasn't Bogalusa, the paper mill town. When Ann and Dusty married, Ann was working as an accountant, and Dusty was working as an engineer. In the early 90s, the couple talked about how Dusty could pursue his childhood dream and become a seasonal park ranger. His first assignment was at Okmulgee National Monument, about 200 miles south of their home in North Georgia. We made this deal, they said, okay, you go try it out. It's like midlife crisis for me. <laughs> it's just, all right, I'm not quitting my job. I'm gonna stay at home. You can go down there and you can try it, because it was a six month seasonal assignment. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just, I, I took the trailer down there and stayed in the trailer. I came home in a weekend, because it was about two and a half, yeah, it was hours. more than, it was probably yeah. more like three and a half or four Three and a half hours or something like that for me to get home. Uh -huh. And I was only working four days a week. So it, it was okay. Eventually, Ann chose to join Dusty, working as a seasonal ranger. It's, yeah. a, it's a team deal, but, you know, I, I knew that, that when you got the idea that you were going to be the Park Service and we had made the decision that we were going to work toward that goal, that, you know, I would come with you mm -hmm. at some point. Ann and Dusty worked as seasonal rangers together at parks from Maine to Nevada, Louisiana, and Texas. The deal was we wanted to see the national parks in greater detail, greater depth, than just going there for two weeks on vacation because we had certainly done a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, but we thought, you know, if you can live there for five or six months, then you're certainly going to become more familiar with it. And that was kind of the plan. And it was, we had been seasonals then for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, and the seasonal life is definitely, 
I mean, it's hard enough for somebody that's young. But you also, at least at our age, um, we're looking for somewhat of a settled process. During their seasonal work, they connected with one park in particular, Acadia National Park in Maine, where they would eventually put down seasonal roots. When we left Acadia, one of the things, one of the last things we, we did was we, uh, we went out to one of the old CCC cabins on one of the outlying islands. Idaho. Uh, and we spent, uh, we spent the weekend out there at the cabin. And we did a hike and we were out on a way far shore. Um, it's beautiful. I mean, Acadia is beautiful anyway, but this place was beautiful. <laughs> and we're both sitting down on this cliff and she just says, we got to come back. I said, there's no way we're not coming back yeah, to so this yeah. place. I mean, so, there was just a real connection with me. And she is such a good interpreter, that, and everybody will agree at the park. I mean, she is basically the go-to interpreter. Well, at the park. but I mean, and that, a, Acadia is a big park that has a really big. We have a, a good staff, but you know, I, I have found something that I'm apparently pretty good at, yeah. and that I do love. Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, I'm really not quite ready to give it up yet. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's part of the deal. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like I tell people when I'm, you know, when I'm given a hike, that I tell them well, I'm a retired park ranger. Um, and I really love it. That's why I'm back here doing it. But one of the other reasons is my wife is still working here. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a unsigned sort of agreement that, she kind of followed me for a while, and now that I'm done and she wants to stay here, that, yeah. Thanks for listening to Centennial Voices. This is Luann Jones, audio production courtesy of Nolan Edmondson.